I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today I'm joined by Raiders assistant coach Brett White. Now Brett joins me today to talk about everything the Canberra Raiders. Obviously the season they've had has been unbelievable. They've had Josh Hodgson injured. They've had Corey Horsbury injured. A heap of guys and a heap of obstacles they've had to overcome. Not to mention obviously they've been on a bus you know, to all their home games for two and a half, three hours every week. It's been far from ideal. But here they are again playing finals footy one week away from a grand final. Now, it's a fantastic week to be talking to Brett. Obviously, they beat the Roosters last week. They've been waiting all year for that game, and Brett will touch on how important that game was. And then this week, you know, they've essentially got to play another grand final. They played the Melbourne Storm this week, yeah. In my opinion, the best team in the NRL. And if they happen to win this game, then they have to play the actual grand final. So they're going to have to play three grand finals in a row, essentially, to win this competition. But this is one team you don't want to doubt. The Canberra Raiders are the real deal, and what they've built down there, it is something truly special. I hope you enjoy this chat with Brett. Let's kick it off. Brett, welcome on. How are we, mate? Great, mate. Thank you for having me back on. Mate, uh, last time I spoke to you, your biggest worry in the world was some smoke down in Canberra. You had to move, you know, pre-season camp up to the coast for a week. Little did you know there was a train that was about to hit. Who would have ever thought, like, it's unbelievable the year, but, yeah, thinking back to, you know, that's how we started the year. It was, um, you know, fighting smoke down here and, and trying to get away and, and get, you know, clean air to train in. Um, that feels like so long ago, mate. It's like, then you go through all the, the COVID stuff that's gone on. It has been um, been a long and massive year, you know, to look back on this year is just, um, you know, it's amazing. Mate, when you and Ricky do look back on this season, obviously everyone was going into it blind, the COVID break and everything. Is there anything you'd, you'd go back and change about your preparation or how you handled, you know, this crazy season at all? Um, I, I don't know about the preparation. I, I, you know, you just got to do things on the run. This year is probably, um, you know, that's one thing we've learned is just to be able to handle things um, as they're thrown at you. Um, yeah, it's all good and well to plan for everything. But um, then with the stuff that's gone on this year, you've just got to be able to react to it, 
um, adapt to it. Adaptability is such a big thing, um, you know, in sport anyway. Like, you know, it's rugby league. Anything can happen, you know. We see how fast things change in our game. Um, yeah, you know, that's probably what's um, the, the best outtakes of it is, is being able to learn, you know, and, and have to do that and do it on the run. Um, those adapt and change and, you know, the start of the year, you know, we spoke about the smoke. Like we had, a, you know, I think it was about four days notice and we packed up and had to go to the Sunshine Coast for 10 days. Like, you know, you look at what the Warriors had to do this year that all of a sudden they pack up and, and, and the Melbourne as well that, you know, go away for months on end. You know, you just got to adapt and, you know, whoever adapts best, you know, gets the best results. Mate, uh, Wayne Bennett spoke about during the week, I don't know if it's Wayne being Wayne or not, but spoke about how uh, during the COVID break, he sort of gave his guys a bit of a break. They didn't train too hard during that time and he seems to think it's paying dividends for them now. They're playing some good footy. How did you guys handle that uh, that that two-month break there? Yeah, mate, everyone's probably different in the way they, they do it. We, um, you know, we've got some really good um, performance staff that, that pretty much just looked after that. Um, and, yeah, to be fair, our boys have been great. Um, yeah, the other one is, is the guys that aren't playing uh, week in, week out, how they, uh, they're looked after and, and, yeah, and, and kept ready to go throughout the year. And um, that's been probably the impressive one, not only the way that's been done, but, um, yeah, to those guys' credit, you know, like a lot of the, these guys didn't get to play all year, um, but still train week in, week out, like, are preparing to play. So, um, yeah, it's that uh, adaptability, again, that, that is, um, that's that been critical this year. Mate, obviously the week before the final start, you had an opportunity to rest a heap of guys and you did. How important was that? Yeah, it was massive. Um, I, I really think that that probably got us um, across the line against the Roosters uh, last week. You know, that freshen up right at that right time. Um, we're probably... The week after we rested everyone, we are probably a bit clunky in the start of our game against uh, Cronulla. Um, it took us probably a whole half and, and not taking away anything away from Cronulla because they were brilliant in the first half. Um, but we just sort of took a bit to get going in that game. But we really got the rewards the week after against um, yeah, against the Roosters where you know, fast game, physical um, yeah, it was always going to come down to you know, some special moment. You, know, you see right at the back end of that game where um, Chance makes a tackle uh, in the corner. If he doesn't make that tackle, you know, the Roosters probably draw, you know, kick the goal and, and the scores scores even and who knows from there. But, um, you know, all that ability to be able to you know, stick there for the, the moments in the back end of games probably come down to that, that week where we got to rest those guys. Mate, I know you'll tell me that game against the Roosters, it was just another game of footy, but, geez, it meant a lot to the boys, didn't it? No, it wasn't another game of footy, mate. It was, um, you know, these boys, are, yeah, they put so much into it. They they really did. They um, it, it means so much to them. And, and not saying just because we're playing the Roosters, but um, they really, they've just, somehow they've, they've just gelled really well this year, again, off the back of last year. And they just simply play for each other. They, I know it's something, I, I'm not trying to make it like a cliche or anything like that, but... These, um, they're a wonderful bunch of blokes that just seem to turn up and, 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 and keep turning up for each other. Mate, obviously that win against the Roosters, you know, it would have taken a lot out of the physical tank, but I think the emotional tank it would have taken plenty out of. How do you and Ricky handle that this week? Yeah, obviously being got to be smart with that. Um, you know, it, it's they are professionals. Um, 
you know, and, and we do need to get them right for the back end. So it's a, probably a slower burn, slower week to build up this week. Um, got got them, you know, make sure to do all the recovery early in the week to get that, um, and then and then try and again get them up for. It's going to be another massive game um, against the Storm there. Yeah, Melbourne a bit like the Roosters. They can hurt you in so many different ways. Um, they got so many brilliant players, and and yeah, um, we we certainly know it's going to come down to moments again in the game at the back end, uh, back end of the game. So we've got to be there physically, but more importantly, mentally. Who are the guys you've spoken about this week that you have to keep an eye on for Melbourne? Do you want the, Don't name the seventeen for me. Just name one or two. <laughs> Mate, the, the guy that I've been watching the last few weeks has really impressed me. He's really coming to his own. Is Ryan Pappenhausen? How, how are you going to deal with him? Not only the last couple of weeks, mate. He is, you know, slowly over you know, over this year and, and last year. Every week just seems to get better and and um, you know more danger. And, and he's a rule indicator for them. Um, yeah, you know, he's always around the ball. He's he's you know, just got that same game model as, as uh, Bill had down there for so many years, and um, he's really adapted that. Um, and, and taking it on board, and um, yeah, wherever he is, there's, there's going to be um, something happening. Um, so we've got to be careful of that. We got to you know around the ruck, obviously with with old Smithy um, still doing what he does in around that ruck. There's a threat there. Then you've got the ball runners out wide, um, yeah, Jerome Hughes, um, and then both centers, dangerous ball runners. Um, if they get the ball early and a bit of space, uh, there's, they're hard to handle. So it's sort of all over the field, really. It's, it's in tight around the ruck and then out wide with their, their ball running ability. Mate, it's unbelievable to me that Smithy's still doing what he's doing. I imagine for you, it must be incredible. Like you were playing with him and winning grand finals with him 10 years ago. He's, he's just a freak, isn't he? Mate, oh, yeah, I, I played with him and I'm struggling to hold bump pads here at training <laughs> for the boys with the, yeah. Six inches of padding between um, between the contact, let alone yeah, Smithy's out there still doing it. Um, yeah, and such a credit to him what he's done. Um, yeah, still getting around. Craig Bellamy, mate, obviously your former coach, a former teammate of Ricky Stewart. Has there been any uh, text messages flicked this week? No, I think they. I know they spoke last week, um, but I think yeah, in game week there's a yeah high amount of respect between them, and um, I think they. I don't. No, if there'll be too much communication this week, but they'll certainly have a beer after the game. Um, you know, they're, they're close mates and um, a lot of, like I said, respect between them. Mate, the first of your forwards I want to ask you about, and you know, I declared him on my page the other day, I think he's the best front rower in the game now, Josh Papali. Over the last three years, he has just gone to a new level, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he certainly has. And, and he's got that ability just to go right now I'm going up a, up a gear in a game, whether it's a game or whether it's a part in the season where he feels he needs to get back up there. He just, it's like he just goes, yep, now I'm going to do it. And off he goes and, and just does something special. Um, you, you see it all the time. The other one is, is um, Joe Tapine, mate. He has had one hell of a year. He is just, you know, he's always had the talent um, there and the, the ability to be able to do it. But um, this year, he's really pulled it all together. And the way he gets around the football field is, um, yeah, he's, he's really um, matured as a, as a footballer. In, you know, he knows when he needs to use his uh, energy and he knows when he, he doesn't. He doesn't overuse it. He's really effective with the way he moves, um, especially in defence now, um, which then allows him to have those big runs. And you, know, like you see that try he scored on the weekend that was just – 
it's phenomenal the way he, for a big man the way he moves and his speed and his feet you know he can't do that if he wastes a lot of energy um, in in other parts of the game that that aren't effective so his effective use of energy has been um, been been massive for him this year Mate, the other four that's, that, in my opinion, has been huge for you guys this year, especially at the back end, Hudson Young. Obviously, he's had some dramas over the last few years, but what Ricky's got out of him the last few weeks, especially starting him the other night, I thought that was massive. Mate, he's, he's come a long way. He's um, you know, he's such a good kid. He, he's one of those that, yeah, you, you probably got to pull him back from training. He's uh, at, at times he just he, he wants to get better. He wants to he wants to be the best. Wants to get the most out of himself. Um, yeah, he's had some trouble, but he's only going to get better from that. He's, he's going to learn from it, um, which he has. Um, yeah, those things, it's sort of like the, the more scars that he gets, the better he's going to become because um, he'll learn from it and grow from it. And that's all you can ask. You know, our game is very much about you know, second chances and, and, and getting people um, you know, to be better in themselves as people. And, and that's certainly the case with Hudson. He's... Um, yeah, he just works so hard at his game. Mate, the guy that we spoke about at the start of the season when we first chat was Johnny Bateman, and you sort of said that he's one of those locker room guys like a Sonny Bill or a Ben Kennedy who, you know, he just lifts the entire squad. Now, obviously, his departure, we've you know, we, we've all seen that play out over the last few months, and to me, he looks more determined than ever right now. Yeah, he hasn't got long to go, and um, I, I know he's you know, he's got a special um, bond with a lot of these guys over here. That uh, especially the, the English guys, there's a fair group of them here now. Um, so I know he's really enjoyed his time here, and he he's just got that burn inside that he wants to leave on a high. Um, and when someone's like that, um, yeah, you know, they usually their footies, their footy backs it up. He, he's he, he backs everything up with his footy and um, he's one hell of a player. He's, he's um, in all my time in, in footy, he's probably the most impressive player, um, especially as a forward I've, I've been able to work with or see up close um, the way he goes about it and, and really drags everyone with him. Um, you know, when he talks, everyone listens. Mate, I imagine for John this year, obviously when his name was being dragged through the me- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Media for a while there, of course. He wasn't able to back it up, you know, with his footy because he was in the rehab room. How did he handle that during that period? Yeah, it would have been hard. Um, like you said, that's, you know, for, for most footballers, that's how they do their talking um, is, is through their actions on the football field. So I know it was really tough. It was a funny injury, actually. He, um, you know, he thought he'd be right and then then something had happened and it'd go back and he'd sort of take once one step forward and then two back. And uh, it was probably more frustrating, the injury, um, than, than with everything going on off the field and, and uh, whatnot. It was a pretty tough time. But as champions do, they they, they get through that and rise. And, and that's certainly what he's, he's done for us. Mate, from what I've seen, it's literally the first time he hasn't come back from an injury earlier than what you guys put out. It must have been extremely frustrating for him. 
Yeah, mate, I've like, got no idea about all that medical stuff, but I, I know it was a really frustrating one for, um, for you know, the staff, for him, for trying to work out what was going on. It was a, a bit of a fiddly little, I don't even know what, what it was, in, inside the shoulder somewhere um, that, that they thought it should be right, but he wasn't able to do a lot of the stuff that he should have been doing. So they had to sort of go back and, and work it all out and problem solve on it. So, yeah, it took up a lot of time, everyone's time, but it's certainly well worth getting it right. Mate, you spoke about some of his Pommy teammates. Now, George Williams, we spoke about him at the start of the season, and I, I knew your expectations were a little bit um, tempered. I, Mate, he must have just blown you away with what he's been able to do. And what has impressed me the most is that he's not out slapping, you know, bottom four teams. He's given it to Melbourne, the Roosters. He's stepping up in big games. He's done a fantastic job this year. Yeah, he. Um, I think for him, the hardest thing's being um, you know, understanding that the NRL's week in, week out. Um, it's you know, a bit different to the Super League out there. So there's been a big learning curve for him. Um, and I, I really think it's going to get the best out of him, that. Um, I still think he's he's got a lot more um, to go to, to get a lot better in, in the game. And he's going to do it. And, um, yeah. I think he's only going to grow. Yeah, that relationship with him and Jack is only going to grow and get better. Um, so it's really exciting. I'm probably more excited about um, where he's going to go rather than probably what he's done. And I've been very impressed with what he's done this year. Mate, you mentioned Jack White, and then I know that you coached him in the under-20s. You've watched him come all the way through, and you were so impressed with him at the end of last season. What have you seen this year? It looks to me like he's really stepped into a proper leadership role down there. That's it. His leadership. He's um, he, he's just grown into that, and, and a bit like Hudson, you know, he's he's had his troubles as well. Um, and the great thing about it is he's learnt from it. He he's um, taken the lessons of it and used that to you know better himself as a person, as a footballer. Um, you know, and and once again, we're we're seeing the um, you know the results of that. He's uh, he's just taken you know that and run with it. The leadership stuff um mate he, he, he's he's certainly one hell of a player as well it's yeah they're all uh they're all coming together and, and gelling together really well and um all heading in the same direction which it's just impressive to watch and and be able to um be on the inside and, and see it all happen mate we uh we'll, we'll get to josh hodgson in a minute obviously he's been one of you know numerous obstacles you've had to come overcome this year for me one advantage you guys have had is that I think these rule changes, you know, I don't think they've suited any halves pairing more in the NRL than your boys. Two halves with dangerous running games. Have you found it that that's, those rule changes have suited you this year? Yeah, well, look, when you think back, you know, I know a lot of the talk when the six-again rule come in that it was going to benefit the, the hookers that run a lot. Um, yeah, and I, I think what happened early is the, the teams yeah, knew that and, and tightened their defence up and in around that ruck. And and, um, and then what happened was the team started to move it, um, you know, move the ball in those running-type halves then as finding that space on the edge of the, the compression and, and taking that on and, and getting those quick play the balls in around that to then move it again and, and look to run. Um, so I reckon that's really suited um, our guys. It's probably... Probably helped us with, um, you know, obviously with losing Hojo um, and then just having some some um, 
simple, simple sort of game style where it's get it to those guys' hands early, get it to the running halves early, and, and let them do their thing. So it's um, it's it's probably um, yeah been a, a blessing for us having those two running halves. Mate, obviously Josh Hodgson, I'm not sure if I've ever seen a more obvious ACL injury than when he did it that night. It must have been a pretty sour night for you guys. It was. It's, um, yeah, he's a big part of the, the club here. And, and yeah, when it, when any when anyone goes down, it, it hurts. You know, we've had a, had a few now. We've, I think this, this year it's six uh, long-term injuries um, to, to main guys that, you know, probably starting 13-type guys. So, and, um, yeah, he, it was all around the same time. I think Emre, um, Corey, um, Bailey, Simonson's all, all within a couple of weeks of each other. So it was at, at that time where it just felt like you know, everyone, every week we're, we're losing someone uh, for the season. So it was a bit of a tough period there, but um, yeah, like, like the fire, fire and smoke and the corona and the, Everything else, you, we've just been lucky enough to just keep pushing through and adapt to it and adapt on the run. And, um, yeah, we've, we've got a little bit to go still. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a, at the end of all this. Looking back at this year is going to be something special. Mate, the one guy that you did mention there, you obviously lost him through injury, Corey. For me, he had Queensland Origin written on his forehead until he got injured. Yeah, he certainly would have been close. Unfortunately, he's a Queenslander. But... Uh, uh, which which isn't great for Can't us, win them all. Uh, New South Welshman. But um, yeah, he, he would have been close. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard. But he's only young. He's only you know I think Corey's only what is he probably twenty two. So he's um yeah he's got a long long road ahead of him, and I'm sure that'll come. Um, it's uh, he'll he'll get better from this um, this this. Um, yeah, adversity, trying to overcome it and, and learn from it and, and get better from it. But yeah, he's one of those kids that'll yeah, he works hard. He'll keep growing, and, and um, yeah, I've, I've got no doubt it won't be too far off for him. Mate, the development of uh, Tommy Starling this year has been sensational for me. I'm so excited to see when Hodgson does return next next year. Now that there's a bit of pressure on that position, I can't wait to see what Hodgson. You know, I, I can just see him going to a new level next year. Yeah, mate. One of the things about Tommy, a really interesting thing that I don't know if a lot of people know about him, that I remember as as a couple of weeks before um, Hodjo got got injured, that I remember our uh, performance guys done um, some testing, some um, like skin fold, like you know, body composition testing, and um, the results come through. And I remember looking, and they had the whole squad. The the best results were were from Tommy Starling. And I remember sitting there and looking at him, going, "Wow, that's yeah, that, that's pretty impressive." That you know, here's this this young nine um, that's behind you know, Josh Hodgson, one of the one of the best in the world, and then uh, obviously with uh, Saliva as yeah number two nine. Um, you know, here's this kid that's getting the best results at training. Um, he he's not going to be playing this year. He's yeah, you know, there's no reserve grade. He's just going to sit there and, and pretty much train and. and might get an in, yeah run if there's an injury, um, but yet he was getting the best results from his training. So he certainly put himself in a position where yeah, if that opportunity come, he was going to be able to grab it, um, and and that's certainly what he did. And yeah, I've got no doubt he yeah if he hadn't done that work, um, 
you know, they talk about the work you do when no one's no one's watching. Well, he's certainly doing the work, and uh, yeah, you can see the results from it when he did when that opportunity come. Um, yeah, straight away from the game one when he went in against uh, the Roosters uh, during the year that yeah he made his mark straight away. Mate, he's one of many lime green fellas to you know come into that side and really grab that jersey. Obviously, a few weeks ago against the Sharks, you rested a heap of fellas. We saw a lot of young guys. For me, the one that I noticed was this Harley Smith Shields. He looks to be a real player of the future. Yeah, we've got two really good centres that uh, played in that that, um, that game uh, against was it Cronulla uh, near the end of the season. The two centres there, Matt Tomoko and Harley Smith Shields, are, are both really good young young kids. They're um, they played in our twenties last year um, and and big, powerful, um, strong, great, athletic type type centres. The other one is a fullback, uh, Adam Cook, who also played there, mate. And uh, yeah, he's slowly come on, come along, and uh, it was great to see him get a go. But you know, I would have loved to see what he could have done if, um, yeah, you know, this year he's playing week in, week out. He's sort of one of those players you you want to, as a coach, you want to keep an eye on and, and watch his development. It obviously, you know, I obviously spend a lot of time on social media, and the Canberra Raiders boys, they seem to be probably the you know, the closest knit bunch out of all the NRL and they just seem to be geeing each other up 24 fucking seven down there. Who's the biggest pest in the squad? <laughs> Probably Tommy Starling, field. actually. Tommy Starling? Tommy, yeah, Tommy actually, you know, Tommy reminds me of Brett Finch a lot. Um, yeah, like... Jesus, I don't say that. At, <laughs> I look back at, um, yeah, year, the year I was at Melbourne with the salary cap scandal and... and um, Brett Finch got us through that year with just his humour and, and um, yeah, the way he, his jokes and whatnot. Where Tommy's very similar, yeah, like, yeah, he'll make anything, um, yeah, you laugh about anything. He's always got a got a joke up his sleeve and and um, a way to get around the boys and make yeah, make it all. Um, it's those guys that make it uh, memorable and special and, and make you laugh and really enjoy your day to day, yeah, in around footy. Mate, I think you're the only squad ever that I would say, you know, the the trail that you're going to have to take to win this premiership. I think, you know, you realistically, last week was a grand final. This week's essentially going to be a grand final. And if you win, though, if you win this week, you're going to have to play your third grand final in three weeks. The culture and everything you guys have built down there, I said it to you at the start of the year, to be where you are now with all the injuries and all the obstacles you've had to overcome, what you, Ricky, and the rest of the staff down have done down there, it's been amazing, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's um, yeah, it, it simply can't be done without the the type of people we have here at the club. And um, yeah, I know Ricky over the last couple of years has been really strong on the type of um, people he has in this environment, and uh, you certainly see the results of that come in. You know, like when you have seasons like this, it's it's on the back of that. You know, you you can't have those selfish sort of people in. Um, yeah, you know, when when problems come up, they're more worried about themselves. We need, uh, you know, we need the team first people, and that's that's been the motivation, you know, with with Ricky and and what he's wanted here. So it's um it's really enjoyable to be a part of. Mate, before I let you go, you just mentioned there, you know, the certain people you want in the club. Obviously, CHN, he arrived during the season and, you know, didn't have a great preseason there with Canterbury. A couple of eyebrows were raised, and from what I've seen. You guys just seem to be getting the absolute best of him, and he seems to be really happy down there. Yeah, I, th- I think it might help being down here for him, um, away from you know the 
the, the Sydney spotlight, um, which I know a lot of players talk about. Um, down here, he's, uh, he's able to just you know worry about his football, concentrate on his football, and um, you know I spoke about John Bateman just lets his footy do the talking. Um, yeah, you know, he he's a bit in, in that um, the same at the moment, Corey. Just just let your football do your talking. Um, you know, worry about that and your performances week in week out. And uh, yeah, you know, again, he's he's fitted in really well down here. Brett, mate, I wish you the best of luck this week against the Melbourne Storm. Hopefully you and your Raiders can go all the way, mate. Yeah, thanks very much, mate. Good to talk to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.